Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast for the love of the Sox. Hosted by Nick Borowski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 130. I am Nick Morowski and this is a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast recording just blocks from the beautiful ballpark in Bridgeport. You can find this podcast everywhere you find your podcasts. Simply subscribe. Every new episode heads into that inbox. Pass it along to other Sox fans and find us on Twitter at GoodGuysTV. Uh, we've also got a Facebook fan page, and you can always find us on the ShyCitySports.com site where you can also check out and purchase some comfortable, affordable Good Guys Talk Back t shirts. Uh, our socks are 76 and 56, took two or three from the Cubs, uh, five of six uh, from the Cubs this season. Uh, we are 10 games up on Cleveland as we record, and I'm going to bring in my co-host, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Hey, man. How are you? Everything good? Are we happy, <laughs> Pappy? We should be happy, right? Uh, I mean, we, we, of, we win a, a series. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we would have liked more, right, from, mm-hmm. from a, a team that's not in competition right now and going in a different direction. But I'll take two out of three from the Cubs and five out of six uh, for the year, any year that we play them. And uh, I believe that we probably crushed on uh, some hopes uh, today with a 13-1 victory. Overall, all in all, it's great. It's great to be a Sox fan and that magic number, Nick. Mm-hmm. However, however, scientists yeah. uh, or top men <laughs> in the government figured out it's 23, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, a lot of thought goes into it. You know, I can't even I can't even imagine just the amount of just thinking that happens in the rooms where they, they privately figure this out and then put and then just like decide what it is. And then they blast it out <laughs> into the newspapers and into social media. Uh, There's your gosh darn number right there. <laughs> it's, it's creeping down. Um, and you know, the socks Pat were kind of in a, I don't know, try to follow me on this tangent. They, they were kind of in a, a, a lose, lose situation this weekend. I mean, hmm. if, if the socks win, which they did two of three, you know, then you got Cub fans barking back. Uh, well, good on you. You beat a you know Triple A team. You know, and when they lost, when they lost on uh, Saturday, that n- not only did they lose, but then it's like throwing Cub fans throwing it at Sox fans. Like I cannot believe you lost to a Triple A team. You know, uh, you just scored seventeen runs and you can't even scrap scrap one run. You know, so. And I don't know if you felt that at all, uh, but going back to what you said in the previous episode, business was taken care of. We, we just yeah. took care of business. You know, we took out the garbage um, and, you know, we move on. The lead is now double digits, which we talked about as well. Hopefully with Cleveland playing Boston, we'd get that uh, lead up from nine to, to double digits. Almost was 11, but Cleveland came back and, and beat Boston. That's fine. Um, I, you know, we're going to break down this series, but, um, yeah, of course we wanted a win on Saturday, wanted the sweep, but I can't remember a year, Pat, where we took five of six from the Cubs. Yeah, it's it's hard to remember. And regardless of of uh, you want us to call it Iowa Cubs or or not, it, remind me are the were the Cubs you know winless up until this point? They beat nobody. Were they they're just uh, a bunch of you know 
people that can't even compete? Were they were they uh, garbage men and teachers before this series, and they just plucked them off, you know, the streets? I mean, let's <laughs> let's be realistic. Hey, they, Jason they, Hayward's still on the team. So Jason Hayward's yeah. still on the team, squiving them down the right field line somehow, <laughs> and and hitting balls with an exit velocity of seven. So that's fantastic. Good for yeah, yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I, I don't. I, I tend not to pay attention too much to what Cubs fans think because I, most of them, like we tweet, we not tweeted, we texted back and forth. Yeah, there are about forty percent of the fan base I have zero respect for anyway. Right. Well, just because I, yeah, of who they yeah. who they are and and how they became fans of the team. The rest of them are, are legitimate good fans, and those are the ones I suspect you know, don't have much to say. I mean, why, what, what would you have to say after you, you're, you are who you are right now? So yeah. it, it's the 40 percenters out there that, that, that they think they're above everybody else and, and, and want to, you know, be uh, chippy about things and that's fine. You know, I, I um, have a nice off season, enjoy whatever you enjoying the off season Cubs fans and, and, and your players, Mr. Who, who, who killed us this weekend? Mr. Mustache guy. Mr. Wisdom, Mr. Wisdom, Mr. Wisdom. Next year, he should get one in the year hole. But anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, uh, no, it, I, it, I don't pay attention to what they say. It, we won the series. It, we're done with them. And I'm I'm happy to be done with them, to be honest with you. Yeah, it uh, you know, I was there on Friday night and um, <clears throat> I, there were Cub fans there, but nowhere near what it was in previous years where the Cub fans would try to, you know, take over the, the stadium. Obviously, uh, their teams were better in previous years, and we were not at the point where we are. Uh, we were floundering. We, we were still on the up and up of the rebuild. Um, and I, I had a seat behind just a classic idiot Cub fan. I'm sorry, but th- this falls into your into your math, what you were yeah. talking about. Uh and he, you know, I, I get to get a little bit of background information. And uh, this guy is from Florida. He's originally from Florida. He's about my age, maybe a little bit older. And, I, you know, I'm like, why the hell? Listen, you're from Florida, guy. Why are you uh, like you, you came up to Chicago to do whatever you want to do with your life? Fine. Why? Why Cubs fan? Oh, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the national league. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a national league fan. Oh, so you're a fan of pitchers hitting and then running around in jackets and then starter jackets <laughs> to stay warm bunting. You're, you're a fan of That's why you became a Cubs fan. And I, he was starting to get, you know, overserved and, no. you know, yeah, yeah. And, and left in the fifth inning, uh, after, no. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go figure after Lopez was pitching a uh, perfect baseball and the mm-hmm. offense came, came alive and it was like, you know, 13 to six, he excused himself, um, claiming he had an early morning. Um, but, uh, during this, this time he was actually in his seat you know, he's, he's talking about how he just loves Chicago baseball. And, uh, you know, he's got friends that uh, w- when this, when the playoffs start, they're going to be rooting for teams against the White Sox, but, he, but him, Oh, he, he's going to be rooting for the White Sox because you know, it's Chicago. And I just w- want to say you're a jackass. Uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> that, that is the dumbest thing. Why? I'm not, I wouldn't be rooting for the Cubs and never have when the Sox yeah. aren't in the postseason. Yeah. So that that was just, you know, hey, that's a small sample size. You and I know some great Cub fans. 
Uh, they're very dear to us. We've got good friends that are knowledgeable Cub fans. But there's that percentage, man, and you seem to always run into them mm-hmm. uh, that just are they're the stereotypical idiots. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I texted to you, Nick, you, you're not allowed to have the luxury as a fan to just go, well, that didn't really work out for me. So I'll just move shimmy over here. Part about being, and I taught, <laughs> I, I had, uh, I had lunch today and I was happened to be sitting next to a Yankees fan and uh, I had a nice conversation with him. And I told him part of being to me, and this may sound completely stupid, but part about being a white Sox fan or a team, a fan of any team is being a fan through the lean years and building up that, that callous a little bit and building up that character, if you will. Yeah. It it would have been very easy for us, Nick, as we were growing up and and being fans of a team, maybe it could have been, and you've talked about a little bit, maybe you enjoyed watching like the A's back in the day with the bash brothers, like as a, because as a novelty act, if you will, but you wouldn't, I don't think you would ever call yourself a fan of the A's. You know, we could have very easily in the nineties, I said, "Oh, I'm going to be a Yankees fan. They win every year. Derek Jeter and the 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 ghosts that play at mm-hmm. old Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium, mm-hmm. all that BS." But no, you don't. Ha- you can't have that luxury to just just snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. No, <laughs> you stay with what the 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 girl that brought you to the dance. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's and you know these types of series bring out all different kinds of uh, look. At the end of the day, man. Be, <laughs> Be a fan, however you want to be a fan, but I also have permission to comment on that, on on, on that mm. fandom. And yeah. uh, uh, you know, I I know like just just going over social media, which I, I want to limit, but it's it's a way to to be piped in a little bit more. Um, you know, folks are getting upset because there's a bunch of fights happening in in the stands, and you know, can't people you know stay classy and. And, and folks showing up in, in this type of jersey and feeling entitled and this, that, and the other. You know what, man? What Buy the ticket, take the ride. What, what do you yeah. expect a Cubs-Sox series is going to be? There yeah. are people, and if you don't realize this, then you better start realizing it, that do not go to a single game all season long except for that Cubs-Sox series. And they mm-hmm. throw on a Sox jersey that they got at Meyer that still has the tags on. And, and hey, that, that's what they do. And they're like, I am going to crush a bunch of beers tonight and start trouble. That mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick one of the, the three games, especially the evening games, and I'm going to have myself a season. Mm-hmm. Folks, those those are those people are out there. And I, I saw a couple fights uh, happening in the stands Friday night. The, the score was starting to get lopsided. It was hot, sweaty. People have been drinking, probably not uh, moderating with some water whatever folks got angry i i saw a bunch of videos today's game uh, there might have been you know half a dozen fights if not more uh yeah. all over the place i mean that's how it is pet you know that well and the, the, and the, hence the reason why i would never bring my kids at a young age to a cub Sox game yeah. just because yeah. i know that and that and what did i ask you in text the other night uh, when you were at the game, I said, what's the atmosphere and what's the crowd like? And are they behaving themselves? Because yeah. I know I've seen it. I've seen guys roll down aisles or rows of, of chairs fighting each other, <laughs> almost like, you know, in a cartoon, like yeah, the, just the a dust, dust cloud. Yeah. And, and just like in the upper deck. I'm serious. The first yeah. Cub Sox game I think I ever went to maybe 1997 and, and the Sox lost and we're in the upper tank in right field by the foul pole. 
and we're way up there now. Oh yeah. And, and I saw these two guys go at it, and one's got the other one in a, in a headlock and doing like the old uh, Dan Ryan and Robin Ventura, like uh, Nord Nolan Ryan, Ryan. Yeah. not Dan Ryan, the Dan Ryan. <laughs> and they then they start to tumble down the down the the, the uh, yeah over the seats. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's craziness sometimes. Yeah, now, well, now that's I mean, when they used to play like every at nighttime, like Friday, yeah, sure. Saturday were always night games, and those were dangerous. Yeah, and and, and both teams were horrible, and, mm-hmm. and this is all you had to play for. Yeah, um, the bragging rights, and I and I think there is a um, you know er, everybody goes through that. Look, I, hey, I I I had those moments as a fan. Oh my gosh, I had those moments. I have, I have not been a very good fan at Cub Sox games. I have gotten into my fair share. Um, I feel like I've grown a little bit over the years, but it also, I don't think I had the mentality like, man, I'm going to go here just to cause problems. This is going to be the only season, uh, the only series I would like to be at. Uh, you, but you just, you know, that there are some people that don't really follow baseball at all, mm-hmm. but you know, Oh, it's Cub Sox. Oh, and I'm going with some friends that well, are from the, you know, it, it's going to be a problem. I think you and I have always had the problem, Nick, of wanting to, um, in the old days, police everybody else in their thoughts and, and sure. call people out on, on yeah. moronic uh, yeah. takes at a game or, or being stupid. And, and that was the wrong place to do, to yes, do that. Yes, yes, yes. You know what? I got a problem with what you just said. <laughs> and here's all the list of reasons why you're wrong. Yeah, I, I, the exit ramp uh, heading out of the stadium is not a good place to be yelling things at somebody thinking you're going to have a controlled conversation. Uh, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't work. Um, no, doesn't and, and, well. and it doesn't work that way on social media either. You know, I, yeah. I people... You know, folks, you have your comments and everybody's got their comments and it's great. But if you think for one second that you're going to have a civilized conversation with some people and there's going to be a nice even back and forth in the comments and this, that and the other, you're delusional. Most people, <laughs> they drop a bomb, they make a comment and they get out of there and and they're just, you know, digging their heels into it. And, and you're probably not going to have a back and forth, you know. Um, no one's listening to each other. That's just how it is, you know, yeah. and, and that's kind of how the Cub Sox series goes. And mm-hmm. it was it was fairly lopsided most of the weekend. Um, thankfully, you know, we were in favor as as the Sox for two out of three. Um, but look, um, ultimately, the Sox are playing for more than just this series, though, this year, yeah. you know, which isn't mm-hmm. hasn't been the case for many years, Pat, as we yeah. mentioned. It, this has usually been like this is our season just to embarrass and beat the Cubs or destroy, you know, their playoff run or, or mm-hmm. something of that. You know, it, we this was more of, hey, get people in, get their swings, get their timing. Yes, we want to take this series, stay healthy. But, uh, you know, Yaz needs to have a good series back. And boy, did he ever building blocks for uh, the rest of the season. Yeah. And and it was nice to see the stars shine, Nick, and and really get a sense of what the lineup has the potential to be, regardless of what happened Saturday night. I, I, you know, sometimes you tip your cap and uh, and today overcoming the the Sunday lineup. Right. Yeah. Today was. Today was the Sunday lineup, and uh, you know, hopefully everybody enjoys themselves. Usually Sundays are the family days. Come on, families, sit in for you know, get your hot dog and chips for a hundred dollars, and then here's Jake Lamb. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, you looked at the lineup and excited to see Cease on the hill, 
Um, but no Mancata, mm-hmm. no Tim Anderson, and they scored 13 runs. Yeah. Um, it, it just baseball is, is very bizarre, very yeah. bizarre. But, you know, let's, you know, I'm sorry if I cut you off there. Mm-mm. Um, you didn't cut me off. You never have cut me off ever. I I didn't think I did. Uh, (laughs) let's start at the beginning game one. Uh, Sachs win 17 13. Uh, Keichel was just a nightmare. Uh, he gave you an inning, seven hits, six runs, five earned, a walk, a strikeout, a home run. It was brutal. I mean, his soft tossing stuff did not play. Um, you know, they did not fall in his trap of, mm-hmm. of swinging the contact and, and rolling over and hitting ground balls. They bashed him all over the field. Um, he had some comments, you know, after the game, but it was, it was ugly to watch. I mean, he, he yeah. got flat mm-hmm. out booed when Larusa came out and took him. It was a combination of applause. Like, thank God this is over that, mm-hmm. that this guy's getting out and then just absolute booze. It was it was getting ugly, um, yeah. and and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to sit through this. I'm not shocked that Keuchel did this, but and uh, you know, and our offense hadn't even come up. And I'm like, yeah. well, we got to see what this lineup's all about with Yaz back and everything. But Keuchel looked horrible. Well, and the the thing about it is, it's disheartening, Nick is I think the first two uh, batters of the game for the Cubs, he had two strikes on him. Yeah. And, and he, he just can't put away guys. And I don't mean striking guys out. It's, I believe he walked the first guy after going Oh two, which just drives me absolutely insane when he's doing things that a veteran of his ilk shouldn't do. You get to two strikes, you find a way to put them out and put him away without letting him uh, get a leadoff walk. And I believe the next titter, he at least got to two strikes. I don't know if it was 0-2 or not. But again, he had him in the crosshairs and you couldn't get guys out. So, yeah. uh, and, and then you feel like you got to, you know, you got to obviously throw in the zone uh, and, and you're throwing meatballs in the zone. It's not anything that's going to overpower anybody. It's going to get hit, hit a long way. Yeah, he had he didn't have the, the best defense behind him. Um, I think it was Hernandez that, that made an error, uh, but this is what Keuchel said uh, about his outing. Um, he said, I've been the weakest starter in the rotation for much of the year. Of course, I think about it. Letting myself get rolled up into that idea is the least of my worries right now. My last 10 starts have been ugly to say the least. Uh, they're probably only a handful of games where I've been my true self. I need to lock it in this last month. That's for sure. And a lot of that was in reference to, of course, the playoff roster and then the playoff rotation. And um, I mean, those aren't promising comments. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the last 10 starts have been ugly. Yeah. That, that's not good. That yeah. is not good. And yeah, you got to lock it in this month. And, and what are you going to do to, I mean, to change? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it seems like the league is figuring you out, buddy. Well, it, it's whatever it is, Nick. It, we, we talked about the innings. He, he's he hasn't thrown this many innings in a long time. It might be a little fatigue situation. And when you're, I, I would have to imagine. I don't know. I've never, never pitched at any level of any time. But I'd have to imagine that his margin for error, given the stuff that he has, is so minimal. That if he's off just by a little bit or not feeling a hundred percent, it's it's causing these issues. So I don't know what you do. They, there have been I've heard some talks, you know, just on radio um, about you know, or do we go to a six man rotation to give him 
and Lynn now, it looks like maybe some time, longer time in, in between starts, or is it a, you know, are we worried about that because these guys are creatures of habit and they expect to be pitching on that fifth day? Yeah. I, you know, I understand that mentality, but um, I, I don't know if it is a, a fatigue thing necessarily. Maybe it is, you know, maybe it is for Keuchel. I don't think it is for Lynn. You know, Keuchel might be hitting a wall of look again, we've talked, he, he came into um, the season very late in 2019, didn't pitch a lot of innings. Obviously, we didn't have a, a full season, not even a half season last year. And and now look where we're at with him. It's just, you know, his, his stuff is tired. It's 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 old. It's predictable. And, you know, it, it can work, man. It, it can work. He, he reminds me of uh, uh, that old timer in Major League where he's just, you know, using Vaseline. He's using Ben Gay. He's using Icy Hot. He's throwing all the junk he can <clears throat> at him, you know, and uh it's just, you know, hey, you, you you can you can live by that. I'm not I'm not a loser. He looks a little bit better. He well, looks sure. a little bit better than the guy. Yeah. Who was that? Do you remember what his character name uh, was? I don't know, but he, he oh. he's popped up in a lot of uh, he he would he would call the manager Skip though. He's like Skip, yeah. I'm giving him everything I got. Skip, <laughs> um, you know, I think I got one more in me. Um, and I, I'm not at all saying that Keuchel is using uh, any foreign stuff. What I'm saying is just like he just. You know, he's trying to he's through trickery almost. He's trying mm -hmm. to get these guys because then you bring in Lopez and Lopez is like, you know, the thunder man. He's the thunder yeah. and the lightning. And, and mm -hmm. you're looking at the you look at the radar of where Keiko was hitting and Lopez comes in and he's popping off at 98 miles an hour. And, and Lopez gives you five innings of perfect relief with seven strikeouts, Pat, uh, and his sample size. It, you know, in 34 innings, 13 games is 1.59 ERA. Um, that's why that's why I'd like to see maybe a such. But it, are we too close now? Are we, are we too close? to? Yeah. Is it too hard to mess with it at this point? I don't know. I, I just I just think he would benefit because we, we saw the Keiko last year during the shortened season in that in that run where he was Mr. Dependable. If you, yes. it, it's hard to remember that for, yeah. for Sox fans after seeing yeah. this version of Dallas Keuchel, remember the regular season Dallas Keuchel we saw last year. And that guy was pitching at an elite level. I think he had, he had like a rounded two ERA. I don't remember what exactly it was, but it wasn't a rounded two well, ERA. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if he was just catching, you know, again, you have to remember we played only really our division. So if he was just catching guys off guard, they didn't have the video in the in the dugout in the clubhouse in 2020. Uh -huh. So they couldn't go back and, and analyze anything. You know, Keiko pitched for the Braves in 2019. He was out in the AL West for, for the you know beginning of his career. Uh, and now video's out on Keiko, you know, yeah. and and so I Look, he might still have it in the tank. Maybe he can go back to some old video from last year. Maybe he needs to take uh, take a look at some stuff. But I, again, I, I you know I, I don't think you're gonna. I don't know if it's gonna be a problem because you just might not even deal with him in the postseason. That's true. And one thing I think about Nick, and you you know my love of pitching up in the zone because of it attacks the launch angle that all these hitters have these mm -hmm. days of trying to swing up. Everything that gets hard hit hard on Dallas Keuchel is down because he's a down in the zone type of pitcher. I wonder if he could find a way to pitch up in the zone at 
you know, his 87 to 92 mile an hour fastball and be a little bit more effective than a fastball down yeah, or a cutter down. I don't know. I, I yeah. just, but, I, but, but think about it. I, I can't remember a time when he's not pitched, you know, middle down in the zone and he doesn't get crushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, thank God for the offense. Um, and and when we were stacked, man, Friday night was the welcome back for for Yaz, and boy, did he have just a career night. That yeah. was that was just amazing. Um, Sox score thirteen unanswered runs. Uh, T. A. Robert Abreu, Jimenez, Mancada were fourteen for twenty one. Uh, Grandal was four for six, eight RBIs and two home runs. And that second home run he hit that three run Homer in the eighth was actually very important because Kimbrell comes in and gives up three in the ninth, uh, Sox offense, 17 runs and 15 hits. They were nine for 23 with runners in scoring position. It just, man, once the Sox were able to get their bats, uh, at the bottom of the first, it, it just didn't stop for them. Yeah. Nick, you know me, I, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I felt like I needed one after the 13, uh, 13, nothing run. The socks went on. It was, uh, that was, that was very enjoyable. And I think that's what led to my dear, uh, sweet friend that was sitting in front of me, uh, leaving, <laughs> uh, in the fifth inning. Um, it was a, it was a long game. I think it was four and a half hours. It was a sweaty, humid, thick game. Um, you know, uh, Keuchel was your, was, was, was the bad. I also would say, you know, between Wright, Crochet and Kimbrell that came in, I mean, they gave up seven runs, uh, which again has been a bit of an issue. It, it happened in the Toronto series and I don't know if they just, I don't know. The, the, the score was a little lopsided. They felt a little relaxed. They were trying some stuff out. I don't know. They weren't, they didn't have that, that. I don't know. They didn't tighten things up. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to make any excuses, but cause it's been a problem for our bullpen. Yeah. And some of the, the hits that were given up, Nick were again, not, not laser beams all over the place. Correct. Some were, some were right there. There were some, definitely some home runs hit and there was some hard contact. Uh, some was just an unfortunate luck. Some things got, again, there were a couple of squibbers and, and balls that got down the right field line in that game. And it, and it just seemed like, I didn't. I never got the feeling that any lead was ever comfortable for either team. Yeah, I, it was. Uh, you know, how many of those Sox games have we seen? Sox Cubs games where it, you know they're tight, man. They yeah. even in 2016, uh, there were some there were some tight battles. Um, but you know, uh, the the Sox hang on. It, it was one hell of a game. And uh, speaking of things that you see quite often with our White Sox. Uh, they score double digits. All right. They, uh-huh. they just, you know, the floodgates open offensively and the next day they come out and they fall flat and yeah, yeah I get it. Hey, it's one game. It, it happens. Uh, some, some eyebrows raised with the way Lynn pitch. We'll, we'll cover that in a moment, but it, without fail, almost Pat, the, yeah. the, the sacks will score double digits and then just nothing the next night. And Hey, Alex Mills, you know, he's got a no hitter on his resume. Um, he threw eight and a third, man. He he looked like he was not, he just wa- didn't want to stay in the zone, if that makes sense. He was bobbing and weaving mm-hmm. all over the place. 
Yeah, there was no hard contact that I saw. I was <clears throat> I, when I would watch uh, when I was watching that game. It was like, okay, here we go. Let's let's start to mount something here and put put the bat on the ball and and everything was like a weak ground ball here and a pop up there. It was nothing. There was just bleh, just nothing to even get yeah, excited he, about. Or get I mean, yeah. About. He, 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 you know, he did his homework, man. And, and he was doing what I think Keuchel in a way wanted to do is he was not letting, he was not letting the socks elevate on anything. Um, we only had four hits in the game. It was essentially the same lineup except for no Robert, uh, which was kind of a big deal. Cause Robert hit a huge game or a huge series. I should say Friday uh, and Sunday today in game three, uh, Lynn goes five innings, seven hits, Seven runs. Uh, his ERA still sits uh, at a comfortable 259. Uh, he was not happy with his performance, uh, Pat. Uh, Lynn said, when you give up seven runs, it doesn't matter who you're facing. And when you're facing a major league team, uh, you, you just you don't want to put anything on. You don't think of them any differently. It's just a bad night on my part. Um, and then he said, it's not good to suck. Uh, so you learn... So don't let it happen again, because then it makes for a miserable couple of weeks. Uh, so I just need to get myself ready for the next one and make sure I don't suck again. That's the plan. Um, he said some other things uh, that were pretty colorful. He was not happy uh, if you watched any of the posts. He was he was very curt, uh, very, very yeah. quick to the point. And, you know, some of the questions that were being um, thrown at him, it was, you know, his attitude was like, did you watch? Okay. Yeah. Did, did you watch what I did out there? Uh, no real explanation, of course. If if anything, if he's if he's you know there's a nagging injury or what, ha well, maybe that'll come out in the next couple of days. He just you know, and there's there's the difference of like, well, Keuchel's excuse might be, well, he throws 87, 88, and you know, he, if he misses his spots, it's BP time. I mean, Lynn's throwing 96 miles an hour. But again, if you throw it in the zone and you catch yeah. too much of the zone and it's on that level pl uh, plane, you're going to get it bashed around. Yeah. And Nick, you think about the, the way Lance Lynn pitches, the majority of what he throws is a fastball. Now, it's different types of fastballs. It's mm -hmm. it's four steamers. It's ones that run and cut and sink and things like that. He'll throw variations of a fastball. But if he's not getting the spin rotation or the movement on a fastball, everybody knows he's throwing a fastball. He might mix in something else once in a while, but you can get up there and guess it's probably going to be a fastball. I just don't know exactly where it might end up. And if they're not, you know, you know, if they're if they're just sitting right in the middle, like you said, Nick, it's going to be it's going to be a problem for him because he doesn't have a twelve six curveball that he can throw at eighty miles an hour off a fastball, and and somebody's got to guard off of that. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's for him. Everything is variations of the fastball and we're not they're not working for him it's a problem yeah there was uh you know obviously a lot of uh, clamoring on social media uh, and folks uh, you listening you might have uh, felt this way you might have seen this uh, go through on twitter or facebook what have you uh for keichel's start that you know let's get him out of this rotation immediately don't want to see him in the postseason after that performance. Well, Lynn, you know, he he went five innings, but he gave up seven runs, and he looked pretty bad, to be honest with you. It's not like, yeah. you know, it, he just looked bad. I mean, he was getting hit all over the place. There wasn't any clamoring on social media of like, well, uh, let's replace Lynn as fast as possible. And and that's, you know, that's because th I think that's a blip. It's an outlier, and, and LaRusso even said it in the post-game post, post uh, game. 
we haven't seen this from Lance. You yeah. know, th- this doesn't happen. It hasn't happened. Uh, this is a little fishy. Um, so look, uh, again, I, he's going to get back to work. Um, and, and I, I, you know, we'll just be looking at his next start. Well, veterans like Lance Lynn have something to draw back on and a time in their career where they can go, okay, there was a time when I, this has happened before, right? The, 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 not every start he's had has been fantastic in his career. So he can draw back to those moments and go, what did I do then that helped me succeed in the future? I need to get back in that same frame of mind and get ready for the next one. That's why he's probably really anxious to get back on the mound to get that taste out of his mouth and start going in a different direction. And I think he will. I think ultimately he will. He'll match up, I think, in the Kansas City series next weekend in Kansas City. Um, So, I mean, that was a that was a clunker, man. Game two was it was sour. I watched every moment of it. I I wanted to turn away, but I just for some reason, I thought "Ah, we're going to get to Mills eventually. We're going to get to. And we had some opportunities. We had like two guys on and then the classic double play. Uh, came uh, our way uh, so game three another warm uh, humid it's a day game uh, the, the professor as they like to call him on the hill throwing you know uh, a, a righty's version of what kind of Keuchel throws a little bit mm-hmm. you know soft tossing a lot of movement you know sinker um, it, it felt like we were going to handle him though and boy did we ever Pat um, uh, first things first Dylan Cease pitched a heck of a game, man. Yeah. Um, and he's stringing some of these together now. Um, his stuff was moving. Uh, six innings, Pat. Four hits, uh, an earned run. 11 Ks and only one walk. I love to see that. He's got that sub-four ERA. Um, I, I, you know, I, when he performs this way against the Cubs and Aloy does what he does, you just kind of have to, it's that, you know, I get it. It's the thanks Cubs thing, which, uh-huh. but really it's, it's unbelievable that that trade was made still. I, I think yeah. about it. I mean, yeah. don't, don't you scratch your head and you're like, what were they well, thinking? What were well, they thinking on that? It just, just the way it worked out where I, I, Cub fans, I would imagine where we're thinking, okay, Quintana cost controlled pitcher. He can fit into our, our, our rotation now for the next several years, uh, solid guy. And it's going to be, a, we're going to win partially because of his, his contributions. Right. And fast forward a couple years later, and he's not with the ball club and, and we've got, guys performing like this so it just it has to be extremely sour so um love to see what dylan is doing like you said stringing them together because it seemed like we'd have these here's the flash and then kind of a meh game and then another flash and then a, a game now he's starting to put it together regardless of the competition you just love that the stuff plays like i've always said and and uh he's fun to watch right now he's got a little bit of a bravado out on the he mound does. he does he he's the, looking confident Pat. and and the beard looks very bushy and full and um so i yeah i like everything i'm seeing yeah. out of dylan Cease. just keep it continue as as uh I think Ozzy would say, keep it continue. Yeah, he's got he's got a little bit of a woodsman uh, look going on, as most of our pitchers tend to do in this rotation. Uh, no higher praise than from Stone over the last few years. I mean, Stoney will always uh, give Cease, I think, some of the highest praise for his stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's starting to come together. Cease is still young. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, so – 
this is just very promising. And again, he, he did it against the Cubs, uh, but it's still, they're a major league team. Look what they just did uh, on Saturday and on Friday. I mean, the Cubs scored runs this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, not, not on Sunday, but between Friday uh, and Saturday. So um, we mentioned Aloy, uh, the offense just absolutely exploded. Again, no TA and no Mancata. Aloy was one for four today, but a huge three-run home run uh, to right center. Aloy was two for uh, 11 in the series with a home run and five RBIs. Only had one strikeout, which is kind of nice to see. Um, Mr. August, though, Pat. Um, Mr. August is, is Abreu. If you haven't figured this out, uh, but I'm assuming most of you that are listening to this podcast know what I'm talking about. Uh, Jose Abreu is a different human in the month of August. <laughs> yes. and it, I mean, just career-wise in this year, um, right now, you know, I, this this has changed a little bit, especially as we record, depending on when you folks consume this podcast. But hitting three, about 320 uh, this season with six doubles, nine home runs, 24 RBIs, and a 1,000 OPS in August um, right now. Uh, is it good his, to be 1,000? Is that good? good to be a, no, that's oh, good. okay. Yeah, All right, good. good. Thank you. Um, it, for his career, Pat, uh, 333, 57 doubles, 55 home runs, 165 RBIs, and a 989 OPS in August. Um, he, he's a machine. He's a monster. And, uh, you know, he, he did it today, two for four with uh, two big RBIs. He was six for 12 in the series, Pat, uh, with four RBIs and zero strikeouts, which which was his bugaboo, mm. uh, you know, in June, July, you know, just just bad, bad, bad at bat, swinging at things outside of the zone. Uh, with those two RBIs today, he's at, at 101 on the year. Well, well, it's just amazing what he continues to do and the praise that he continues to get from, from, <clears throat> excuse me, Tony Larusa, and, and just you know where uh, he feels Abreu is in terms of you know baseball history, not just White Sox history, but baseball. And uh, it it's really fun to watch a guy that every time you start to think, well, maybe he's Maybe he's showing his age a little bit. Maybe he's maybe he's going to be, uh, you know, maybe he'll be destined to be the all-time DH soon. And and then all of a sudden he'll put a string like this together and remind you why he was the MVP last year. So <clears throat> it's fun to watch as we're coming down the stretch. It Just, again, what, I don't know what we could do to make every month feel like August for him. But, uh, but it, I, I love to see it. And you're right. There's nobody better in the month of August than, than Jose Abreu. You know, it, uh, he is following Jose Abreu. It, it's a roller coaster. You talk about, well, the season is a grind. 162 is a grind. That's a roller coaster. Just Abreu alone. You know, if you are new to the White Sox and haven't experienced these eight seasons, now this is this is Abreu's eighth season with the Sox. If you haven't been experiencing it, well, you would be pretty frustrated at him uh, mm-hmm. most of this summer. You know, what's wrong with this guy? Wait a second. Is, was this the guy, the MVP? But, you know, yeah, he, he scuffled, but you have to understand that's how it goes in a season mm-hmm. for Abreu. And yeah. He man, he is so consistent. You, he has his up and downs, but this is when he's going to start turning it on. And uh, 
Yeah, I, I think it'll continue past uh, August. I, he knows what's at stake right now. Uh, he he knows what, what this team is shooting for. He wants it more than anybody, um, you know, and I, I just feel he's going to put these guys on his back along with other guys. You know, there's yeah. other guys on this team that are going to be able to help him out. Um, but it, it's been a joy to watch him. Well, it's been a joy to watch him. It's been a joy to watch the entire lineup back together, Nick. It, it, what Yasmani Grandal did this past weekend oh. was just was just it was somewhat special, uh, really. Minus you know Saturday, which he DH'd in that game. If I do, I recall that correctly. Yeah, he, he okay. caught that marathon game yeah. on Friday, and mm-hmm. then he he stayed in the lineup and, and was the DH, and then came back and caught today. Yeah, played really well. So, um, you know, what he did over the weekend, we've talked about what Aloy has been able to do, even though he's just two for 11. But, you know, when his two for 11 hurt and uh, and and they were run producing Luis Robert, now that he's kind of found his groove a little bit, is fun to watch. Yohan Mankata had been swinging the bat well, and it still is. Tim Anderson. It's like, okay. I know we we didn't score any runs on Saturday, but I'd like to think that the real lineup, and the real players are, are more of what we saw on Friday and today and less of what we saw on Saturday. It, it's kind of like a slump buster, Pat. Uh, sometimes you got to play maybe some um, inferior teams to get your groove back, mm-hmm. get, get your swing back. And and that's and that's what really I, I was hoping for, you know, going into Friday. Deep, deep down, man, I wanted a sweep. Of course, I, me as a fan, me personally, I want them to go 162 and zero. That's how delusional I am, but that's just how I'm wired. I've gotten better and more rational over the years. I'm not saying I'm anywhere close to normal rational, but I've gotten a little bit better. Uh, This series and in the Pittsburgh series and even the Kansas City series, they're important. Okay. You want to keep Cleveland well at arm's length, but it's these guys getting their timing. Their confidence, yeah. you know, seeing more pitches, you know, and the, the combo of Aloy and Robert. Robert, I mean, come on. This guy went two for four today uh, with two home runs. You know, the first one he hit was a no-doubter. It started the offensive party. And the second one was one-handed virtually. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. Was, it, unreal. Yeah, the strength that him and Aloy have by able to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Now, today, from what I gathered, now all with uh, full disclosure for our audience, I am in Utah right now, yeah. and I, was, I wasn't able to watch the game live. I did uh, catch the highlights and, and yeah. stay as connected as I could. But uh, it sounded like, from what I, what I hear, obviously on a warm day and very breezy, Probably didn't take a whole lot to get the ball out. But regardless of that, I've seen these guys hit home runs that look effortless, that look like they shouldn't be home runs, like they have no business being home runs, and and they're finding themselves over the over the wall. So uh, the the silly strength that these guys have, uh, and, and you know what the fun part is, it's like I, I can't wait to see them actually get a hold of one. Like how far could they hit it? Like we've seen Aloy hit it up to the shrubbery right in center field. Yeah, yeah. We've seen that. I, I I don't know that we've have we seen Robert really get a hold of one. I'll tell it, you what that that home run he hit in the Oakland playoff series. Oh yeah, that's um, true. I'm talking I mean, about at home. I, that thing. I'm talking about at home. I would oh, love to see yeah. one. Can he can he get it out to the fan, the uh, the fundamentals deck out out in left field? I think so. I think, I, so? I think I think he can get it up to the fundamentals. Um, I mean, he could maybe go concourse and left center. I I mean, he's you got to get a hold of it. It's got to be the right situation, but. 
I, I, I'm, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but not really, you know, when we start talking, uh, in the low twenties, magic number, we start, you know, looking at, um, you know, October and what is going to happen? I I don't know, but it, it sure is exciting. Uh, a guy that's going to get the ball uh, on Tuesday um, to start this mini uh, little Pittsburgh series is Lucas Giolito. And mm. a year ago, uh, Lucas, of course, uh, no hit the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, in Saks Park in front of no fans, a bunch of cardboard cutouts. But uh, Lucas, uh, just some quick numbers on Lucas, Pat. Uh, before the All-Star game, uh, Giolito had a 4.15 uh, ERA. Wow. Uh, post all-star game and we've got a decent sample size now 2.70 and he's a league leader uh for that so it's a different lucas right now yeah it really is and um i think he's really enjoying the the heat and the mugginess he just love he's sweating through those jerseys like a crazy man right now i love to see that uh you know he's got that he's got that look he's got mm-hmm. that edge mm-hmm. right now on the mound and, uh, you know, he's showing you why a lot of people picked him a- as a Cy Young, uh, you know, winner in terms yeah. of, you know, a best bet. Uh, he didn't have it quite, you know, the, at the beginning of the season. He's finding it now. I'll tell you what, I'd rather have, you know, have him find it now as we're getting in the stretch. Because as someone has told me several times, pitching is the most important thing. I can't remember who that person could be. <laughs> but I feel like it's been beaten Mm -hmm. into my brain for 20 years. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to see the, our, our big horse really get, uh, get on track here. Yeah. You know, well, pitching is of course, and uh, it's the reason why, you know, when we were floundering offensively, when we had all the injuries, we were able to rely on the pitching. We were Mm -hmm. able to come back to the pitching and, uh, I think that is what's going to silence uh, hot bats in the postseason. Um, so, you know, we want to have a little bit of both. We want to have those thunder bats, uh, but we also want to be able to, t- to take care of ourselves with good pitching. Uh, yeah. You're going to see Rodon in the second game of that Pittsburgh series, another off day, and then three with uh, Kansas City. Um, yeah, what are you looking for, you know, if anything, in this uh, short Pittsburgh series, I, I'll start. Uh, I, I just, you know, Vaughn's been a kind of hiding um, in plain sight with with the way the rest of the offense is cooking. I'd like to see Vaughn, if possible, you know, start getting comfortable again. I think mm-hmm. he's, he's in a low spot right now. His numbers show it. I just want to see him have better at bats and start getting that confidence again. Yeah, that would be nice. I was just going to try and see if I knew who was uh, pitching for Pittsburgh because if it's a left-handed pitcher, that would bode well. Um, now we got a, they got a righty uh, starting. Uh, looks like right now, Mister Wilson. But um, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what, Nick? I haven't really thought about it because I, I'll give. I'll give uh, Andrew the the pass a little bit just sure. because of yeah. who he who he is right now. This the the person he is today is not going to be the person he is two or three years from now. So I, I've seen enough of the flashes. I've seen enough of what he can do that really gives me a lot of hope. But I'll give him time to fail and learn from those failures and get better. I think that's the kind of ball player he's going to be. So what I'm looking for is uh, you know the continued uh, you know resurgence and of Yasmani Grandal mm-hmm. showing how much we missed them. He, he looks like a, 
he looks right now like you, like we were hoping he would be early on in season when he was walking so much and the on-base percentage and all the crazy numbers and stats of on-base percentage, but you know, batting average below this and all that craziness. He's attacking the baseball right now, Nick, and that tells me that he's feeling good. So, yeah, yeah I, he, I'm at that excites me. He might, you know, that triple A um, stint uh, that sometimes does uh, a big leaguer, a veteran good, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. you just get your timing back, you, you get your groove back, you get your confidence back. And if his legs are right, the foundations are uh, is right. Um, look out. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I agree with you a hundred percent, man. It is, it is nice to see this lineup. You're going to see him get a lot of rest. You know, there's scheduled days off that they are giving these guys. You saw it today with, uh, Anderson and Mankata. Uh, it's nice though. He, he comes back, Pat, uh, plays this series. And then we've got two built in days off on mm-hmm. Monday and on Thursday. Um, so Look, uh, it's exciting stuff. Uh, Sox take five of six uh, in the season against the Cubs. It's 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 a Sox town, folks. Uh, I don't need to tell you that. You know that as diehard Sox fans. And this is going to be like this for, for many years, I believe. Yeah, it, you can feel it. You can see it. You know, I've been in the city a lot more lately for work, Nick. And, and, and I see it. People walking around with hats and shirts and jerseys on. Hell, I even saw one. I saw a guy wearing a, a Sox polo in the Utah airport this morning. There you go. Which, which uh, you know, you always want to, like, do a shout out. But I didn't want to be, like, a creep. Like, yeah, yeah, yo, yo, ma. Yeah, like crazy <laughs> oh, that chanting just- at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, Sox fever. Catch it. Yeah, it, it's starting. To, it's it's there, man. It really is. Uh, so we'll come back at you in the middle of the week with another episode. Uh, Pat, though, always a pleasure talking uh, Sox baseball, especially when it ends like this on a Sunday. Uh, just a thumping uh, of the Cubs. It's always a nice the nice thing when we when we beat the cubs isn't it nick it's just it it makes everything the air smells better the the food tastes better the drink the coffee for you i'm sure is is more robust and especially when you've got you've got those cub co-workers those maybe family members those friends those people down the block that you have to associate with now and it's you know They'll have excuses. Uh, they'll have excuses. They'll yeah. be right there, ready to. But you can just, you know, tell um, them to stick it. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's going to be a good Monday. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, yes, buddy. Sir. I'll talk with you next time, my friend. Um, folks, always a treat. Thank you so much for letting us have some of your time uh, to rant and rave about our first place Chicago White Sox. Hopefully, these conversations continue. Uh, with your Sox fans, coworkers, family, and friends. You can find this podcast everywhere you find your podcast. Uh, check us out in the shycitysports.com site. Check out their sh- uh, store for merchandise, and we've got some T-shirts there for purchase. Uh, we're on Twitter at GoodGuysTV and a Facebook fan page. Uh, pass this podcast along. Give it that five-star rating. We do appreciate it. Uh, That helps uh, other Sox fans find us. For Pat Hester, I am Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox!